This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Signals from the Frontline, every Monday and Friday video cast brought to you by FrontlineGaming.org, where you can get your tabletop gaming goodies at a discount every day of the week. We also manufacture the very cool FLG mats made right here in San Diego, run events, do cool stuff, uh, help old ladies cross the street, and not turn down the ringer on the phone. Sometimes we answer phones. When we go live on the show, which, you know, episode 552, you think? We'd have it down. No, 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 no. Mm, maybe we're, in another 500 episodes we'll get it right. We're kind of off on this Friday, so uh, apologize for a late start, and uh, we'll get going. Well, we, we started on time then. We kind of started on time. Kind of. Plus or minus five minutes, which is, you know, not on time. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining us, and we're back. We were away at the Bay Area Open 7th Annual 40K GT. Had a great time, but we were gone for two episodes of Signals from the Frontline. Feels good to be back. And today we're gonna talk about quite a few things, but primarily we're gonna talk about the BAO, what it means, what it doesn't mean, and the results, all that fun stuff. But thank you all for joining us. Hello, Twitch chat. Always fun to see you all. But if you're watching us on YouTube or listening to us on iTunes, hello to you as well. I just can't hear or see your response. Or you could, if they post it on the comments section. Boom, or Franklin. Or give us a rating on iTunes. Which we really appreciate. As long as it's uh, five stars. As long as it's stars. five stars. I mean, come on. Otherwise, don't bother. Yeah, Jeez. don't worry. You're just wasting your time at that point. Anyway, guys, uh, let's talk about the BAO. So the Bay Area Open, for those of you who are unfamiliar, is the event that started Frontline Gaming. We got it going back in 2010. Uh, 2011. Uh, 2011 yeah. yeah, in the summer of 2011 was the very first BAO. And from there, we were like, hey, we worked well together as a team. We got this done. We really enjoyed the experience and we decided to start Frontline Gaming. Um, yeah. There's more to that story, but that's kind of in a nutshell how we got up and running and off the ground. And the BAO has become a really well-respected and fun event. It's actually gotten a lot easier to run over the years, thank goodness. The first yeah. couple were not easy to do. Uh, at all that's for sure yeah now it kind of runs very smoothly and this event was a big hit uh thank you to everybody that came thank you to game castle for hosting us they have a huge store yep. and of course thank you to best coast pairings for building and maintaining and helping us run the app at the event makes it so much easier to do oh yeah i mean since we started this app oh this app has helped us out so much if like if you saw us when we first started it was literally like spreadsheets and like us like manually pairing people in some cases uh the app is so amazing jeff if, if you're a tournament organizer i can't recommend it enough uh yeah. do it it, <laughs> it is the it. single yes. best tool to run an event because as we started scaling up our events because for a little slice of history for those of you who, who may not know uh we used to run as many as six gts a year yeah i think was our peak and I mean, we were all over the damn place running these events all the time. We were running RTTs out almost every weekend. Yep. Um, we were mad for it. And we got a lot of repetitions and a lot of experience. And we started to, to see that you needed a tool for pairings. Otherwise you couldn't scale up. It became unwieldy to, um, to run the events and to maintain the quality that you wanted and not take forever to do the pairings. And we tried, we worked with a lot of companies. We tried to, to kind of purpose fit other software. Like we were using a chess pairing software for a while. Uh, we were using kind of homemade tools and it really it kind of worked. But uh, the Best Coast Pairings app really is what took us to the next level. Yeah. And uh, for those of you out there who, who were at the event, it makes it so much easier. You don't even have people coming up to the desk to turn in results. They just do it on their phone yeah. and then they get the pairing on their phone. It makes things run so much smoother. Yep, yep. A majority of people just 
uh, score themselves at their tables. And Best Coast is always working on improving as well. Um, I know there were a couple bugs that they were still working out and stuff like that, and it'll constantly be evolving into the perfect app. So uh, it's it's awesome. Uh, anybody that has it and uses it, I'm sure they appreciate it because uh, without your guys' support, they wouldn't be able to do it anyway. So yeah, and speaking of supporting Best yeah. Coast Pairings team, uh, they do have a obviously there's the free version, which is what most of us are familiar with. Yep. They also have a premium version that is pay to play. Uh, it's either five bucks a month or it's like four bucks a month if you buy the annual um, membership. We have a link in the show notes, or you can click through that and purchase your Best Coast Pairings annual subscription or monthly subscription. And uh, I just want to answer some questions because, of course, everybody wants everything and they want it for free. And I say that not to be mean. That's just uh, people have gotten kind of used to that in this yeah. day and age. But they are building the Best Coast Pairings guys are building a uh, database of lists. That is the magic. That's the thing that everybody wants. Now your membership also gets you discounts to FLG, uh, FLGs that participate. Uh, Frontline Gaming is a participating member of this. Yes, if you sign up for the Best Coast Pairings sub, uh, subscriber app, you can get additional discounts for buying stuff at Frontline Gaming. They're also gonna give you discounts for uh, going to tournaments, where they'll actually sponsor events and buy tickets and, and hand them out for free. Mm-hmm. So you get a free ticket to the LVO, the BAO or whatever. Um, there's all kinds of cool stuff. They give t- uh, trophies to events that they pay for. So your subscription helps pay for that. It also helps compensate them for their time. And these are four guys that are professionals that have valuable skills that have worked for over a year to build, the, to build, maintain, and grow the app. And yes, they deserve to get compensated for their time, right? Uh, I mean, do they? Do they though? No, yeah, they should just no, take a <laughs> super valuable skill, do yes. it for free. So no guys, yes, you do have to pay to go see some of the lists. A sponsored event will show the list for a couple days for free. And that's while the event's going, usually you can check it out. But uh, with your very reasonable subscription, uh, you can get access to a database of lists from all around the world yep. for events. It's a valuable resource. Everybody wants it. The first question we always get is, where's the list? Where's the list? Where's the list? Well, here they are. Well, guess what? You do have to pay a very, very reasonable amount of money to get access to that. Uh, but again, you get a ton of other stuff. And this is how the BCP guys are going to continue to do this. Every other app like this has not lasted because they couldn't monetize. It's a ton of work. Four guys working a part-time job doing this and they deserve to get paid. We want them to get paid because they will continue to do this. (laughs) That's that's the way it works. I imagine if the shoe is on the other foot, I know there's people out there rolling their eyes that think that everything should magically just come to them for free. Uh, And again, I'm not saying that mockingly, maybe there's a slight mocking tone in my voice, but I know how hard these guys work. Um, Imagine if you had a very valuable skill that you had worked uh, to develop, you maybe went to college or it took you years to develop that, and you busted your ass to build a very valuable and good product, and you're saying, hey, I'm I'm asking you to pay if you want, you can still use the main functionality for free, yeah. And somebody was like, I don't want to pay you for it. You'd be like, hey, dude, I worked really hard on this, man. Yeah, and I think the, the key here is like, everybody's like, well, if I'm giving you this money, what do I get? Well, you get all sorts of things. Like Reese was talking about, you get to see lists. Like I'm still going back and checking all the lists from BAO and stuff. And I'm like, this is great. See everybody's list. I mean, that's always been the main thing from tournaments is like, oh, well, what did this guy play? What did this guy play? Oh, this guy got best Tyranids. What list was he taking? All this stuff. So you can go back and check that stuff, which is great. And they have, like Reese was talking about, discounts. They're getting... They're giving out so many things. So like the $5 a month really isn't that much and it helps them out and you can still do it for free. So say you go to an event, you don't want to pay. You don't have to, you can still use the app, still does rankings, all that stuff for you. So yeah, I mean, if it's not, if yeah. it's not worth it for you, don't, don't do it. You don't have to. Yep. It's a definitely, it's a, your choice. But if so, I've got people opinion we, for years and years and years, we've had people the number one question, list, list, list. What are the lists? What are the lists? Yeah. It's a valuable resource and these guys are making it available. So. They're just asking that you compensate them for the effort they put into it, which is fair. Anyway, enough of that. The BCP app is awesome. Whether you pay or don't, it's awesome. Uh, Make sure to pick it up and um, uh, support those guys. If you're a TO, use it. The TO app is free. It's amazing. Anyway, moving on, if you do want to see the results of the Bay Area Open, uh, the link is in the show notes. That takes you over to Best Coast Pairings where you can see all all the results. Huge shout out to Mr. Brandon Grant. He did it again. First ever. timer First time ever someone won the BAO twice. First time ever someone won it twice back to back. 
First time ever somebody won it in two editions. And first time ever for the second time in a row, somebody named Brandon Grant has won it. So, dude. First time ever. <sighs> guy that looks like Brandon Grant wow. won twice. So uh, okay, huge shout out to him. <laughs> Obviously, the guy's a phenomenal player. Yes. He brought an extremely optimized Astro Militarum list, uh, a lot of conscripts, a lot of artillery, some Torox Primes and Scions, yep. pretty much just in Astropaths. He picked the most points efficient units in the Astro Militarum uh, Codex, played extremely well. Good Kudos to him. And oh, yeah. not only is he a good player, the guy is a gentleman. Um, can work on his hobby skills a little bit. I'm just gonna throw that out there. I know he's capable of painting a beautiful army. Um, this one with the amount of models in it, definitely, obviously that's, that's very challenging to maintain a high standard, but he's an all around hobbyist and we're really happy to see somebody like that win because he didn't just earn it. He's also a good guy and he's a good representative, uh, representative of the hobby. Yeah. And we're, we're always happy to see that. Uh, play through some tough competition. Oh, heck yeah. And uh, the top eight, the top 16 was very diverse, which I think is great. It, it kind of shows the balance of this edition of the game. Um, in the final eight, we had Orcs, Tau, uh, uh, General Chaos, a really creative Nurgle Chaos Demons army, played by our friend Ryan Mead. We had a, a mixed Imperium army played by Doug Johnson. Uh, he accidentally reported himself as Space Marines. He, he was not Space Marines, he was General Imperium. Yep. Uh, on That's a mistake a lot of people are gonna make. Oh, yeah. um, so your faction in the ITC is your largest detachment. Uh, the, the, the most specific keyword shared by every model in the detachment determines it. So in that, that case, his biggest detachment was Imperium. Yep. He accidentally no noted himself as, as Space Marines. We'll get that fixed. Um, but he, he had kind of a mixed Imperium army fe featuring Bobby G, uh, some Centurions. He had like a, a Vulture, a Storm Raven, some Conscripts. He, he had a Collexus Assassin, a really cool army. Oh yeah, no, this list was awesome. Yeah, some Imperial it's very soup. Very different. Yep. Yeah, and what kind of what we're, we're striving at is that uh, there was a lot of diversity in there. I mean, it was cool to see orcs. Uh, John McCool, a uh, very good orc player. He was playing with like ninety Storm Boys. Yeah. A lot of the orc players had their Gargantuan Squigoth, who was who was really good. Um, with a couple things about that, we need to address. Like I, that thing needs to be on a base. Uh, starts to get a little funky. Uh, and that's not um, a critique of the model. It's it's more of the core rules of the game. Models that are three-dimensional that don't have a base, you, you start to do weird stuff. You can do it with the um, uh, Charybdis, um, yeah. uh, where you can charge people by moving over models because yep. you're in Z-space, as Mike Fox put it. Uh, you're, you're utilizing the Z-axis, which is not really... It's a little weird. It's a little, a little weird. weird. That, that needs to be addressed. And what we're referring to is like, charging something with a squig off and raw this is 100 percent accurate right no one was doing anything no bad but it's like like maybe you have a like a, a defiler as an example i think most people can in, in, in visualize maybe you have a claw coming up like this and then you charge over a unit and you're like oh i'm attacking the the unit behind it which i am now within range to attack and raw that's accurate but rules is intended i, I don't think so and it creates it incentivizes you to model your models in weird positions so yeah that needs to be addressed. But uh, a lot of orc players were doing extremely well. Mike Fox was the top orc player. Mm -hmm. He went, I think he went 5-0-1. Yeah, yeah, he only lost one game. No, he, he didn't lose any. Up. I think he only tied one. Uh, I think he had a loss. Was it, yeah. Did he go 4-1-1? One one? Yeah, I think so. Then that means uh, uh, McCool must have gone 4-2. Yeah. Because Mike Fox edged him out in the last game to get best orc. Um, just really cool. There, I saw there were some incredibly creative and cool armies. Yes. Uh, orc flyer armies, two of them, two orc flyer armies. Oh yeah. What the hell is that? And they were doing really well. You saw the Hello Kitty. The Hello Kitty uh, army. That was yeah, pretty cool. That was really funny. Uh, just some beautiful armies. Everyone was having a good time. Yep. Uh, the something I thought was was really interesting and funny is that uh, TOing an event in 8th edition, which is the first time we've TOed a big event, mm. um, or, or any event actually, now that yeah. I think about it, it was boring to be a TO. We did there not need- a lot of questions. We did not need three TOs. But we did get one question over and over again. It was the command point re-rolling the charge, you re-roll one dice. Oh, that not was the- Not the complete charge, you just re-roll one with a command point. Now, if you have a special rule, um, like uh, the orcs, here we go. Or the you reroll both dice. Yeah. 
So, uh, yeah, sorry about that. But, yeah, we got asked, I think, probably like 20, 20 times. times. The, that so, was the most common question. Yes. And it's because the recent FAQ said if you reroll a charge, you reroll all the dice. What that means is, like you said, like the icon of wrath, or here we go. Yeah. The, the, the command point strategy is actually very clear. It says reroll any single die. So yeah. it's really clear, but I do understand why it was causing confusion. Yep. So, yeah, a command point, you don't reroll both, you reroll one. Better, usually. Yeah. Uh. Depends. Unless you roll two ones. Yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was the most common question. And then all the other questions that we were getting were like uh, people remembering stuff from 7th edition that doesn't yep. exist anymore. Like, what can I, I can't Overwatch out of an open top vehicle. I'm like, nah, show me where it says that. But I always could. Well, yeah, true. But now, now you cannot because the unit is not getting charged. It's the vehicle that's getting charged. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was just like minor little things that were carrying over from uh, previous editions, and then uh, that the command point one was probably the main question. It uh, was. But yeah, other than that, it wasn't like anything that was really that crazy. It was it, they simplified the rules enough to where there aren't a lot of questions anymore, which is great. Yeah, and it, it ran extremely smoothly. Uh, like we said, that a lot of the questions were like. Or people stuff that people missed in the recent FAQ, which is totally understandable. It just yeah. came out like two weeks before the event, and some people missed some stuff. We had to make some corrections. Uh, the really cool thing was there was a lot of people that were like, "I haven't played 40k in five years," yep, uh, or "This is my first ever tournament." And again, it's always one of the coolest parts about being a TO is getting that. I was always intimidated to go to a tournament. I came. I had so much fun. When's the next one? Yep. I got a ton of those emails like. This is so fun. I got the bug. When's the next tournament? Like, can you critique my list? No, we don't usually have time for that, yeah. unfortunately. The tournament bug is hilarious. It's hilarious. now people will go like every single weekend to like a different yeah. event and just have a blast. And it's, yeah. it's so much fun. Going to tournaments is a blast, so. Yeah, it's like when someone gets like the golf bug and then yeah. they're golfing every weekend or something like that. So yeah. uh, it's really cool. And, and generally speaking, uh, everyone had a smile on their face. Yep. People were, 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 were loving it. We didn't have any big sportsmanship uh, issues at all. Uh, we had a, kind of a disagreement round one, day one, but it was more, it wasn't even like a, it wasn't even really a thing, but no. PJ Pants bailed. Uh, he had a huge hangover. He'd been out to like four in the morning the night before with his wife in San Francisco. So eh, he wanted to go to the wine country and didn't feel like playing anymore. Eh, no big deal. Yep. Um, but generally speaking, it ran it stupid smooth. Um, I think the only other hiccup is we had a, a typo on one of the Nova missions, which we we corrected really quickly. Yep. Uh, the, the feedback on the exit poll, which if you went to the BAO and you haven't checked your email for the exit poll, almost everybody has filled it out. There's a couple of people who didn't. Uh, the general feedback was ultra positive. Yeah. Uh, generally speaking, like the overwhelming majority of people really enjoyed both mission sets. They really liked the new ITC missions. They really liked the Nova missions. Uh, there was some really good critical feedback. I mean, I mean, like the old, vast majority of people loved it, both mission sets, which is really cool. Yeah. Uh, and most people liked having the different missions. It was it was fun. Um, the, some of the critical feedback was pretty cool. Some of it's funny. It's like basically like this mission didn't do well for my army, so I don't like it. Which you know, fair enough, right? Like some yeah. of them were like, "Hey, I play an artillery army. I don't like the maelstrom objective where I have to go out of my deployment zone." Well, it's like, well, yeah. <laughs> But that's the point, right? Like yeah, it's supposed to challenge you. It's supposed challenge to challenge you. Army, yeah, so. it's it's supposed to make you take different stuff. That's yeah. the whole point. So yeah. if you don't like it, that sucks. But it's kind of what we want. It's kind of the point. Yeah, is to make it difficult for other lists and uh, really challenge your list. So, exactly. Yeah. Because then there's also the 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 the, the maelstrom that's the opposite. It's be be out or it's be in your deployment zone. Yeah. And melee armies don't like that one. No, they're like wait a minute. So hey, and then the artillery guy's like, yay. So um, that, that's kind of the point of those guys is the missions are trying to encourage you to not take the shooting army from hell, but maybe mix it up a little bit and take some mobile elements. Uh, you know, that, that, that's, that is the goal. So we appreciate the feedback. Some of them were really good, like uh, Nova missions. They were saying it'd be cool if you had a score sheet like an ITC missions, yeah. which again, thank you to uh, Chris Morgan who did those for us. He'll do them for you for your event if you reach out to him. It's uh, Captain Morgan from the Forge Narrative podcast. Did a great job. People were just singing the praises of that. So Chris, well done. Yeah. Because it made it super easy to fill out, track everything. Um, really, yeah. In general, it just it ran super smooth. That was the first big event of Eighth Edition, like really big GT. We had 128 show up uh, day one out of 150. It's about 
normal it's about attrition. Normal. A little bit more. A little bit more than a normal yeah. attrition rate. And uh, it was a really good, really good time. A couple things that we discussed. Um, we did in general, the games all finished early. Yep. Like, a lot of games were finishing early, which yeah. is great. Uh, but there were still some that were going the distance and yeah. some that were going over. So. Yeah, and uh, it's it's always funny. People think the perception versus the reality. Like in the final game, uh, Paul McKelvey versus Brandon Grant, which it's on Facebook. We live streamed it. Uh, there's some excellent high-level play in that if you want to watch and up your game. Uh, there, there's some of the, the tactics and the model positioning they do is great. Yeah. But uh, it's really interesting because I, I came up to the table and I'm like, you guys need to speed up. And this is not a critique of either one of those players. I hold them in the highest esteem, and they're excellent players. But they're so hyper laser beam focused that they don't—they're not watching the clock. Yeah. And they did to their to their both of their credit. They immediately both sped up, and they got through four turns. Oh yeah. They, the first turn took an hour a and fifty minutes. The next three turns took forty minutes. Which well done. But um, it was interesting because after Paul made the comment, which is totally fair, and this is not a critique of Paul. He's like, you know, it's hard to finish a game when you when you someone's got 130 conscripts, and I'm like, well, Pablo was timing you guys, and he's like, you guys basically both took the exact same amount of time, and Paul was like shocked. He's like, what? I'm like, yeah, because when you're in the moment and you're so focused, you do lose track of time. They call it a peak experience or a flow experience. Yeah. And this is documented. It's a psychological um, condition that when people are are so focused on what they're doing that you really do lose track of the time that's when people describe things going in slow motion and stuff like that mm-hmm. um and he was like he was like what are you kidding i'm like yeah man i was like pablo was literally timing you he's like you guys basically took the exact same amount of time the tau player actually took a little bit more of the clock and again i'm not i'm not criticizing paul i'm not saying he didn't play well or anything like that or he was slow playing he wasn't it's just really interesting to see people like go like whoa are you kidding i'm like yeah man slow play is 90 i would say five percent of the time both players oh yeah i mean 100 because like you, you play a game you're like having chit chat and stuff maybe you don't roll your dice and you're just talking and then you'll go but then on his turn he like goes to the bathroom or something and you're just sitting there thinking about it you're like wow this guy's been gone for a long time but on your turn you burn just as much time but you don't think about that yeah so. you're not aware of it but you're yeah. keenly aware of waiting for the other player to finish of course yeah because then time goes back to normal speed and yeah. you're like oh dude come on but you were doing the same thing yeah i mean the same thing happens when you're working and stuff yeah. like if you get into a zone and you're working really quick and then all of a sudden three hours have gone by you're like oh my goodness yeah, yeah. and uh, a lot of people in chat people are commenting like hey conscripts are too cheap hey you're right yep and like we've been saying since the edition dropped if anything is too good or too bad, it's an outlier, it's on the list, and the clock is ticking. Sooner or later, that unit will probably get changed by Games Workshop, because they are aware of these things. Yep. And your friends at Frontline Gaming are telling you, if you're taking a massive conscript army, look at your, cl- look at your watch and be prepared for changes uh when that's going to come is up to games workshop if it comes is up to games workshop but i would be willing to bet that much like raising wing flocks or some of the other units that are probably too cheap like brimstone horrors i I wouldn't live in that realm of i don't want to say exploiting of maximizing a unit like that because you're probably not going to be able to use it in that way for a very long period of time that's just a a little, a little friendly tip. Uh, so uh, Brandon Grant's army might be, that might be an army that only exists for a certain slice of time. Uh, and that might not, might be a small slice of time. <laughs> but uh, ultimately these decisions are made by Games Workshop and we'll see what they do and when they do it. Yeah. But um, yeah, but for now, great army, played extremely well. Yeah, uh, but yeah, like Reese was saying, just Games Workshop is playing and they're playing all the different armies and all that stuff, so. Uh, just be prepared with whatever army you're taking. I'm sure 90% armies are going to be changing. So yeah, it's, like, it's really minor tweaks and stuff like that. So yeah, just uh, like it's going to be an evolving addition. So I think things that you're seeing now and come by the end of the year are going to be way different. And then even next year might be different. So yeah, it just, yeah. it's really the outliers. Yeah. Right. Like if you're, if you're living on that extreme edge of points efficiency, just be aware, be mindful of that when you're building your army that that the the wind could change direction, the points could be adjusted quickly. So be pro- just if you're willing to take that risk, go for it. Um, you might catch the time just right, but just be be 
mindful of that. Uh, in chat, somebody was talking about the difference between termagants and conscripts and points and how they're kind of close, but their points difference is, is uh, not perhaps totally relative. Yeah. Uh, reserved optimism makes the comment, I'm sure, sarcastically that, well, that's because Tyranids are designed for the Imperium to destroy. <laughs> People come up with this stuff and it's like, I just want to emphatically, definitively, finally tell you that the game is absolutely 100% not created for imbalance because of some sort of a fictional narrative that people create in their mind. Like uh, the Imperium should always win, the Orcs should always lose, Tyranids should always lose. That's a million percent not true. No, like uh, Orcs and Tyranids are two of the strongest armies in 8th edition. Um, like, I mean, shoot, John McCool could have won easily with his 90 Storm Boys, but he missed it by that much. Paul, Paul McKelvey beat him in a great game. It was funny too, because yep. I was walking around the finals tables and I was like, ooh, Paul's on his back foot. Like there's like all these storm boys who yep. are amazing. Oh yeah. Just on him. And I was like, oh, Paul's in trouble. I came back, they're all gone. I was like, what? Yeah. What happened here? <laughs> Where'd the orcs go? Um, and there was a lot of those kind of big moments and uh, fun. Yep. Um, although another one, the, the damn Tau suit commander spam. We knew, we knew it was going to be an issue, but uh, if you're a Tau player, my goodness, it's not if, it's how many suit commanders. Uh, some of the only like feels bads games I saw was suit commander spam, just crushing someone on turn one or two. Uh, and people will get used to it. They'll adapt as oh, yeah, always, but sure. it's not an auto win army for no. sure. It's uh, but it is a very strong army, just like uh, flyer spam was yeah. before. So uh, Dustin was playing that army and he was smashing people. Yeah. And then he hit. He played Doug Johnson, and I was like, I, I remember it was another kind of similar scenario where Doug yeah. had like a hundred plus models. Dustin's army was small as Super Energy Vara, kind of like the template Tau army right now. Yeah. And I walked by in the beginning. I'm like, ooh, that looks nasty. Everything was set up. I came back like 20 minutes later and there was like literally 10 models left on the table. Yeah. They, Total. They I was like, each other. It was brutal. And Dustin was just like, I hate Guillaume. I'm like, you're not alone. <laughs> you're not alone in that. Uh, but a lot of people hate your Tau commanders. So. Yeah. I was like, it goes yeah. both ways, man. Yeah. Uh, anyway, great event. So much fun. And again, there's a lot of people online as they do. Just like the sky is falling. Oh no. I'm like, you guys, one event doesn't make the meta. Uh, we have, two codexes coming out in like a week yeah and i mean the thing is like those lists are good but there were definitely counters there to those lists like yeah all of those lists there if they played a certain matchup would have been wrecked so like it's it's not just about these armies being like oh my god they're ridiculously good no they got really good pairings and stuff like that which has always been the case but there are hard counters to a lot of these lists as well like if some guy is like yeah i brought six uh flyers and you're like well i brought 12 stalkers Weird, you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh no. And by the way, stalkers <laughs> are a gem in the Space Rain yes. Codex. A lot of people have glossed over them. They went down in points again. Yeah. Um, uh, stalkers with a cheap uh, chapter master or the chapter master upgrade. Yep. That is, that that's gonna replace, in my opinion, assault cannon, Razorback, spam. Uh, it's the better option, longer range, similar damage output, but the stalkers are good. Yep. And, and the fly keyword doesn't just mean flyers, it means jump packs, it means skimmers, it yep. means Tau crisis suits. It means uh, Tau, like, almost entire, entire army. army. <laughs> yeah, so they're going to be hitting on twos against tons of stuff. So yeah. uh, stalkers are good. Take that to the bank. They're T8 as well. They are monsters. This is Super good. Pretty but, good. Yeah, like, come on. The, the lists aren't just crazy. It's just like last edition or the edition before. There are some lists that are really good. But you, they're definitely beatable. Nothing is unbeatable. Some people just like to bitch. Let's be yeah, honest. Like, of course. Like the, the difference now between the good and the bad armies is so much closer than it's ever been. Yeah. Some people just like to complain. It's just like whatever. Sure. I mean, look at the uh, the diversity in our top 16. It was crazy. Yeah. And you saw the, like almost every army. You're like, oh, yeah, they're all there. Look at that. Everyone was doing great. <laughs> we, had a, we had a freaking Black Templars guy in the top eight. Yeah, that was I mean, amazing. That game went pretty badly for him. Yeah, yeah. He hung it out there. He deployed on the line hoping to get first turn he's like let's go against a hardcore shooty army from hell yep. ig gun line and he didn't get first turn he's like uh oh he's all rah, rah. and then the storm lords all spin up the jesus gun oh that storm lord was mean dude yeah, so yeah. mitch did great uh yep. from Muga legion uh it was astro militarum one and two although mitch had celestine uh and brandon was pure astro militarum uh well he had silence but yes. which is which is under the astro they have that keyword. keyword yes yeah uh, so yeah, great, great play, high level play, fun, exciting. Everyone had a good time. We just really just a great event. That was the easiest BAO we've ever done by a mile. My goodness. 
Yep. Like we were sitting there like just twiddling our thumbs. You know, 128 people, three judges was too many. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Crazy. Yeah, there's just barely any rules questions. It's a lot like Age of Sigma. Like, yeah, especially in comparison to last year where it was like a question like every minute. Every two like, oh, seconds. Oh no, oh geez, stop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and then uh, so. terrain, we did the bottom level of ruins not being see-through was a huge, made a huge difference. Yep. Highly recommend it if you're out there running events and you don't want to make all new terrain. Uh, really, really seriously uh, recommend that you do that. Uh, people were like, I would have lost on the first turn if I couldn't, if that rule wasn't in place. Yeah. Uh, made a big uh, difference. And it was a lot of fun. DK was on the phone. Does Reese feel more manly after picking on a teenager last night? I do. Thank you. He was taller than me. So he could dunk on you. That's probably good. He was really nice. I played Jinking Riptide on the stream last night. That will yep. be going up on YouTube. A really, really nice young man. We had a really fun game. Um, he called out my tournament army and um, he put up a great fight. It was a fun game. I, I did end up uh, beating him. But well, see, um, he only had one Tau Commander. He had two, one. Yeah. He didn't only have one. Yep. Uh, that was his first mistake. He had a cool army. <laughs> and it was a fun game and he was he was so stoked yeah. to be here and to play. He had a great time and that was awesome. So Heard really it here first. It. He needed more Riptides in that list. Let me tell you, there are like five of those guys. So, on there. you know what we were talking about? There's units that are probably going to get uh, better or worse. Well, well Riptides, Riptides can't get any worse. Riptides are definitely on that list, yeah. but they're not on the same side of the list as conscripts. <laughs> Riptides can't get any worse. Or yeah. could they? Uh. They might. <laughs> Just Ooh, that was one that uh, we're, we're happily looking forward to the changes. Uh, anyway, like I said, the, the BAO is what that all that that tells you about the meta is how things went down at the BAO. Yeah. It doesn't indicate the global meta. No. Uh, like we were talking about on the Ninth Round podcast, the West Coast, we just see more creative lists. I don't know if it's because of all the granola we eat, the yoga that we do. I don't know if it's more creative, it's just different. Like the, the lists over here are different than the lists you'll see on the East Coast or even in the center of the country or even in Europe, like way different lists. Yeah, it's yeah. and it's always been that way. Yeah. You, I, I say creative, but you're right. Like there yeah. might be a connotation negative or positive associated with that. You just see people de- taking stuff that you don't see other places. And I think that's cool, it's yeah. fun. Uh, and, and it was great. The, the amount of diversity and, and people smiling faces was awesome. Uh, last list I thought would be fun to talk about, Ryan Mead. Um, he's <laughs> the a Nurgle local, Burgle, baby. The Nurgle Burgle. He did have some brimstone horrors. Yes. Otherwise, he had an all Nurgle demon army and he had two, two units of brimstones for um, screening. He did extremely well. He beat a uh, Space Marine Flyer Army. It wasn't all Space Marines, but he, had, it was like three Storm Ravens with Bobby G, a Fire Raptor, Conscripts, real mean army. Yeah. And he had all Nurgle Demons, the Nurgle Burgle, dude. The, Nur- the Nurgle Burgle. It that's was what he calls it. incredible. Uh, so funny. And that's a list you want to check out because everyone was like, what? what? How is he doing this? Oh, yeah. Their, their whole team is like the funnest, the funnest people to play. Yeah. It's Rage Quit Table Flip. Yeah. Uh, they're awesome. And Ryan's list was so good. And like, he was just. He was just having. He just has a good time. And just loves it. Just and then he, he rolled like a seventeen on summoning his plague toads and got. Yeah. all He's like, well, they're all in. Oh, like, okay. By the way, he also had six hundred points of summoning. Yes. So definitely not someone who's reading the blogs and doesn't give a crap and no. just came and played his way and won. Yep. Had a great time. He did get beat by uh, Dom the Destroyer, yes. the Croatian sensation, who ended up being top chaos player. <laughs> um, who had he had Magnus. He had kind of a mixed chaos army. Really yeah, cool. Great yeah. player, great painter. Ryan's also a great painter. For sure. Uh, really fun, really fun event. But um, anyway, if you guys have any more questions, drop them in the blog uh, on the comment section of the blog post for this podcast. Yep. We'll be happy to answer them for you. But uh, in general, thank you everybody for coming to the BAO. We had a great time. Cannot wait to see how it goes down at Nova. Um, that will be the next really big major yeah. event. Well, ETC is going on right now. Well, ETC is going on right yeah. now. But they are using uh, I, the, the earliest version of 8th edition. Um, yeah. They, and they, they have to do that. Yeah, they didn't incorporate the FAQ or anything like that. But uh, it, it looks like uh, this might be Team America. Come on. Come on, USA. Go. go. Team USA won their first round. And then again, yeah. over at frontlinegaming.org, uh, we have our, our, our man on the street. Zach uh, from the London GT, uh, also extremely good player, cool dude. Uh, he's on the, he's he's on the playtest team. He might be biased though, because he's part of Team UK. He is a part of Team UK, and uh, he is writing uh, almost live blog yeah. updates. You can check that out at FrontlineGaming.org to get all the ETC action. Uh, he's doing kind of a general setup and round by round. 
and uh, a Team America beat Team Romania yeah, in the yeah, first yeah. round. Although Matt Root got um, he got he got, he got storm ravened uh, with his orcs, and uh, Team America won. The UK won. Germany lost, which is crazy because they've been dominating. But uh, I guess two two of their teammates couldn't make the flight. There was ah. some crazy thing that happened um that stinks that's so difficult because you're, you're playing an international tournament so yeah. you're having people fly from all over the world and like oh that's difficult and i think it's like eight person teams right yeah yeah so like getting all those people there like is, the logistics behind it is yeah. very difficult so yeah yeah sorry but, uh, about that team germany but yeah that's a bummer because the germans have been crushing people the, the germans and the poles yeah the germans and the poles are wow. really good but uh, good luck to everybody over there in the UK. We can't wait to uh, see how it all goes down. Yep. Uh, Novastar asks, when will you play Night Lords on streams? I am just waiting for the codex to drop because obviously most of our lists are based on the codexes, um, right? Obviously, we've been playtesting them. And like my Space Marines last night, I was excited to hear, this is the list I'm actually playing. Yeah. My Night Lords army is savage. It's freaking dirty. I almost don't want to show it because as soon as we show some of the combos that Chaos can do, people are going to lose their minds. Uh, we might as well transition. Uh, GW has been uh, previewing the Legion traits over at the Warhammer community site, which is an awesome resource. Yeah. And so far they have shown Iron Warriors, Black Legion, Night Lords, World Eaters, and um, Emperor's Children. Yep. And people are going bananas already. It's great. It's so exciting. Oh. It's cool, man. Dude, Chaos Codex is crazy powerful. Yeah. It's good. All the codexes, I think, will be pretty strong. Like, just like a Space Marine. Space Marines are really good. Yeah. Um, but it's exciting to see Chaos looking good because usually Chaos is like the codex that comes out first in an edition and just, ah, it's always. You yeah, never see any, you don't take any Chaos Space Marines, but yeah. uh, Chaos Space Marine, my Night Lords army has only Night Lords in it, and it's only Chaos Space Marines. I'm toying with a unit of cultists, we'll see, and that's only for uh, bubble wrapping purposes, because you don't need bubble wrap in 8th edition, like scouts, for example, are really good, because you just deploy them out, and they force everybody back, and you counter deep strikes, all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, but if you don't have access to infiltrators like that, then you know your next best bet is something like cultists. Why do chaos not have scouts? Well, it doesn't make any sense. We can't spill the beans yet, but they, there are ways for chaos to do things. Again, like when you guys are seeing all these the codexes and stuff, like a lot of people are missing it, and I get it. Yeah. Look to the stratagems. Look to the warlord traits. Look to the artifacts. That's where the magic happens. The stratagems, the stratagems especially. Yeah, the stratagems are key for a lot of these books. Um, but no, like in the fluff, are there chaos scouts? No, 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 no. there's not. Why? Um, I know that is interesting. They don't do. They just turn them all into space brains. Well, like, eh, if no you read the way <laughs> that they make new chaos, like if you got the veterans of the long war, like the OGs, yeah, they went through the process that the space brains do. But the new chaos space brains, they just factory churn them out. Like, there you go. You're a chaos. Space they brain. literally like yeah, they yeah, steal yeah. gene seed. So that's why the Imperium ones are just so much better. They're they're supposedly they're actually, like, trained. trained the real humans, yeah. like the chaos space marines that are new. Yeah. They're just like manufactured, right? And they're Fair just enough. and the, the lords don't give a crap about them. They're like, yeah, no. a thousand died. I don't give a shit. Go recover <laughs> the power armor, what you can. Yeah. But um, chaos is on the horizon, and uh, GW obviously is letting us know this. Uh, they've also said Grey Knights are on the horizon. Yeah. The Codex is coming up rapid fire. Dude, the things you could do in the Chaos book are so powerful. Um, the, the Space Marines are just as good, but it's different. And the differences won't be evident to you all until you've got a chance to play both. Like, people are already missing stuff. Like, like I'm seeing people who are, like, complaining about this or that, and I'm like... Dude, it's right in front of you, but you're not seeing it. And I get it. You Once need they to see play the it. whole picture, they'll yeah. actually play it. They're so like, oh, chaos. Like, oh, they don't look as good as Marines. I'm like, I think they're better. Holy crap. Well, that's because we have the whole picture. So. Yeah, it's true. And, and it's true. That's sit a, that's back. A good point. You guys will enjoy it, I'm sure. But uh, I just, I'll drop a little, a little hint. My army features units that sucked forever. And I cannot wait to show you guys what they, they can do. They don't suck in the index. Uh, what I mean, like in pre, like in previous editions, yes. I have like, like Raptors and Chaos Terminators and like Chaos Space Marines and Havocs. Havocs have always been pretty good, but uh, these are things that are now badass. And obviously, yep. we can't spill the beans too much. 
I just want to get people excited because uh, it's amazing. Oh, and Berserkers, but everyone knows yes. Berserkers are <laughs> Berserkers are monsters. Crazy. Uh, anyway, uh, th there's going to be some fun stuff. And if you're worried about uh, things like uh, artillery, well, as you could see in the game last night, Raven Guard, when you're basically whole armies minus one to hit, artillery don't aren't that great anymore. No. And uh, oh, I have a two up save because I'm in cover. Yeah, the the Space Marines have like, like especially like with your uh, Stern Guard getting the plus one to wound, you're like, Ch -ch -ch, bye bye. <laughs> and then you so get the powerful. the Storm of Fire Warlord trait, and yep. now I'm I'm rend I get plus one rend or uh, AP. Excuse me, I'm thinking Age of Sigmar. Yep. Uh, and now because I get plus one to wound from my stratagem. And then the Warlord trait giving me uh, plus one AP on a six to wound. It's now on a five or six to wound. Now my bolters are AP three, and I'm wounding like vehicles on fours. Yeah, it's the stern really guard are just like bop, 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 just blowing away stuff. It's amazing. It's so much fun. The stratagems are, are what that's that's where the high level play is going to occur. Yep. Uh, you know, people are saying flesh metal. Uh, that's a uh, artifact for Iron Warriors that gives you a two up armor save, and you regenerate a wound every turn. They previewed that one. Um, some of the crazy ones like. Uh, World Eaters, you get to attack a second time. So Berserkers could attack three times in one round. What? Oh, you've got Conscripts? That's nice. Oh, look, they're dead. <laughs> so a lot of these things that people are worried about right now, the Codexes are coming and it's going to radically change the way the game plays. Yeah, like we're saying, by come the end of the year, it, the game is going to be game. way different. So and, and, and more fun. Yeah. And just awesome. Because... As you're seeing, the stratagems encourage you to take full-size units, right? Like yeah. with the Sternguard one, hell yeah, I'm taking a 10-man unit. When I burn that command point for Masterful Marksman, I want to use it on 10 dudes. Yep. Um, or if you want to attack twice, which the, the uh, Space Marines have that same stratagem. Yeah, I want to take a big unit. Like, it's a waste of command points if I don't. Yeah, um, and it encourages you to take other things like the battalion and the brigade and stuff like that to get more command yeah. points. So yeah, um, yeah. yeah, I think you're, you're going to see lists like evolving all throughout the year, which is going to be really cool. I'm really excited to see what happens. Yeah, no, DKO's iPhone, you misunderstood me. I'm not saying Space Marines will be at the bottom. They're not going to be super weak. It's not Codex creep. I'm just, this is just me expressing my opinion. Like Chaos Space Marine Codex is badass. There's some things that Space Marines do better. And do are they going to lose to Chaos Space Marines every time? No. Oh, Space Marine Codex is really good as it's well. Extremely it's very strong. Good. It was so, just the first one. So this is the first the first one that we're talking about in the future. Does that mean it was the first one that was written? No, maybe. Hmm. So knows? don't don't jump to assumptions, guys. And remember, like the whole goal with this edition was to make things equal to one another. Yeah. So I, maybe I should not have said I think Chaos Space Marines is more powerful. That's me expressing my opinion. It doesn't mean objectively it isn't. I, as always, we learn watching the meta just like you guys do. Yeah. Like we just kind of have an idea of what we think is going to happen. Doesn't mean that we're always right. So, oh, wink, wink. Never mind. He was teasing me. So anyway, uh, Chaos Space Marines can't wait. Can't seriously can't wait. There's so many people out there that play it. Get excited, because if you like your Legion, like me, I'm a Night Lords player. You guys all know that. I'm all going strictly Night Lords. I'm taking all their special stuff, and it's awesome. Yep, and then uh, make sure as soon as it goes up on GW's website to go to Frontline Gaming, get it at a discount. Yep. Come on over. Make sure to jump in there. So there's some new releases right now. It's a good segue. Uh, you can check out the new Sikorin Arcus Strike Tank from Forge World. Obviously, we don't sell that. Looks but, so cool. But it's badass. Yeah. Uh, really, really cool. And the, the, the Scorpius, the Relic Scorpius um, Whirlwind Tank is amazing. Yeah. Funny story, our friend Alan. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Also a rage quit table flip and a hetero life partner of Ryan, whom we were just talking about. He had this ultra cool scorpion robot chaos thing. Yes. And I was like, Ryan, what the hell is that? That's awesome. Or Alan, he's all, that's the relic Scorpius. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, dude, it's in the index. And I was like, what? I don't, how do I know? I, we, You're like, we, what is this We unit? tested all yeah. these units, so I was like, I don't recognize that. Reese does some, like, Google foo. He's, no, like, looking through a book. Because Alan's like, like, dude, I Googled it. It doesn't exist. They don't make the model, so I yeah. scratch-built it. And he made it out of parts from a Wraith Knight. Um, like the Filer. The Kite. No, yeah. the, 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 the Corn Lord. Yeah. Like, this is, like, a super expensive conversion. It looks amazing. And I was like, I went back and I looked at, I was like, what is he talking about? And I opened the index and I just started laughing. I was like, dude. <laughs> They do make the tank. It's a Forge World It's predator. a Forge World Whirlwind. Yeah. And he was like, what? He's like, he was no. Like, I was like, you He's Googled like, but the this thing is so cool. <laughs> oh, 
oh my god i was like you you made this whole thing because you googled the wrong term yeah but i mean it's totally acceptable conversion because it's the same shape and size and it's badass yeah. so. it's actually a little bigger so it's yeah. at a disadvantage. it was really funny i was like yeah. damn uh but at any rate that's a new tank we also have the primaris apothecary uh the primaris repulsor and the maybe coolest model yeah i have seen in recent times the primaris chaplain dude that chaplain is so sick dude out that of is control. the coolest model man out of oh, control so cool and you can get these uh right now pre-order at frontline gaming jump on our web cart it is at a discount and as always free shipping over 99 dollars in the continental united states yep and also we do have some space marine codexes left in stock so if you missed out on the pre-order and you want to grab some please do because uh, we want to sell them <laughs> <laughs> and we want to make sure everybody gets hooked up it's a great book tons of fluff of yeah. Uh, really, really cool. They talk about the Primaris Marines. They talk about what everyone's been doing. Yep. How Guillemin saved the day. They're about to get their asses kicked by There's chaos. The Pretty good. Come in um, like a wrecking ball. Like a wrecking ball. Or a lightning ball. ball. Pretty good. Also, uh, as soon as you see the Chaos Codex go up for pre-order, maybe not as soon as, but uh, right after that, we'll do a, a overview. I'll write up an overview and I'll have input from the whole team here, talking about cool stuff, combos, things to look for. Because, like I said, if you're a CSM player get pumped your day has come yes it's since, been it's been a long dark night since 3.5 since yeah sixth edition was rough yeah. no they were getting fifth they were really good they were the best they've ever been in fifth it was just bland yeah. anyway we have a bunch of itc events coming up this weekend uh including a major in the united kingdom which is exciting yeah yeah it's the northwest open and that's in uh southport uh, we also have uh, two gts the rampager gt and the uh, Slobberknocker GT in Oklahoma City. Those are both well-respected events. The Slobberknocker's been going on forever. Heck yeah. And next weekend, there's a GT local in Pasadena, which the whole Frontline Gaming team is going to. It's the Hammer of Wrath GT. So uh, please come out, show up, and say hi. Yeah, should be a lot of fun. Harry266 in chat says that Primaris Chaplain nearly made him start a Space Marine Army. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The new Dude, Primaris Marines just all so together good. are so incredible. Yeah. Their tank just has guns on top of guns. Uh, thank you very much for the subscription. Doing a cron. Right Doing on. a cron. Thanks, man. <laughs> we really appreciate uh, your three-month subscription. Yep. So, guys, hit us with any questions that you may have. CW Dub says, I'm mixing the two by Flyerance in the list. Uh, the blood air, the blood angel player in my meadow was whipping was a whipping boy in seventh is now his wrecking face yeah yes. blood angels blood angels are monstrous and man. i think a lot of people just kind of glossed over them Dude. they're really powerful just wait for their codex uh dko xylophone any thoughts on putting the plus one to go first up uh ITC vote we are not voting on that yeah. uh and the reason why is not something that we can disclose i'm really you you guys know that we're all about transparency we're all about telling you guys why we do things in this particular instance, we are legally and ethically obligated to not tell you why, but time, if you're patient, uh, it will be made clear. So um, we're asking you guys just to trust us on that and just hang tight. And I think the answer to your question will come sooner than you expect. Yep. D Scarletta uh, was going to start working on a display board for LVO. Any thoughts on size limitations? Don't make it too big. I mean, it's awesome when you do. Yeah. I mean, there's really no limitations no. per se. I mean, you could bring an entire table if you really wanted to, but uh, I, would I would recommend it. You you would want something that can fit underneath the table. Yeah. And what a lot of people do are like the little carts and stuff like that. Those are like perfect. It's just be make mindf- your life easier. Be mindful of not blocking the lane because yep. people need to walk around. Uh, Wolf Priest Carl. Will Jersey Larry be happy with the new Codex Chaos? I think he's experience? already excited about yeah. Chaos, so he can yeah. only go even higher. Uh, Newman 316, if you want to see, and if I do say so myself, <sighs> badass Lias Ison conversion, I'll put up the pictures of my own, which is pretty amazing. Yeah. I'm pretty proud of that. I think I did a good job on that conversion. On what? Lias? My Lias conversion? No. Get out it doesn't here, look please. anything like Lias. What does Lias look like? Nobody knows. That's exactly. Why I can say it. I just put he a blank face like out him, there. Yeah. Um, let me see, Raven Ball. That's interesting. I have a question with Raven Guard strategy in mind. I know it works for Nova, but when the C's initiative actually, but when is the C's the initiative role actually role for? Um, that's a good question. I don't know 100%, but I believe you do the stratagem after the C's role because all the other things like it are after the C's role. Yeah. Uh, we'll try to get an answer for you on that one. Uh, CW Dub, but he is he painted? He is. Primed. I'll get. I'm gonna get him painted soon because I need. I need him. 
Um, Warhammer TV Dan popping up to say, what are you taking to Nova? And then get back, <laughs> back to work. To work. <laughs> hey, guys. It's hey, a pleasure to have the Games Workshop dudes in there. Uh, I'm bringing Space Marines. Oh, Dan, are you playing in the Invitational? I know I that so. some of the GW guys are playing. Um, can't wait to see who gets paired with who. Heck yeah. Uh, I'm bringing Space Marines and Frankie's bringing um, Sisters. Yeah. What are you bringing, buddy? So I can start planning on how to defeat you if, if you are indeed coming. Uh, Justin Kempel resubscribing. Thank you very much, dude. Thanks, dude. Uh, Geekmaster really K, how does the new Space Marine Codex affect other chapters like Blood Angels for ITC purposes? Uh, do you still use the index data sheet for endpoints? Yeah, you use, you use your index. Yeah. Um, the, the Space Marine Codex is only for Space Marines. Um, your Blood Angels, will, you'll get a codex eventually. Yeah. Cal Mars. Hey, just played my first 8th edition game with Codex Space Marines against Space Wolves and got head to two, head to head, is what I'm assuming you're saying, with some wolf ends, with Thunderhammers and Storm Shields. Are they too much? They slaughtered, oh, with Chaos Space Marines. Yeah. Yeah, well, the wolf ends are like, yeah. Abaddon's are beast, but there are limitations oh, to yeah. what he's no, capable Abaddon of. Abaddon can't take yeah. on a wolf in unit. Don't no. do that. No. What you do is no, you no, throw no. your cultists on the wolf and have Abaddon encourage them to not run away yes. by making him fearless. And then Abaddon goes and kills other yeah. stuff. Or you have the cultists charge over here, Abaddon charges over here and kills the unit. Yeah. Yeah. Abaddon is a badass, but he does have limitations. For sure. As he should. Abaddon's not going into a knight and coming out one eh, piece either. Probably not. Yeah. Probably. But he'll go into like 90% of the things in game and For crush sure. him. Yep. Uh, what do we think about the Raven Guard CM model and rules? I don't, I the don't chapter master? Is that what, what you mean? CM? I, I don't, CM, you need, yeah. uh, sometimes the, the acronyms don't don't uh, work. Apocalypse, what are you personally hobbying for fun? Um, right now I'm working on my Raptors army. I, I'm trying to get it ready. Um, for Fonzies, I've been working on my corn Chaos uh, mixed army. That's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, what about you, buddy? I haven't really been working on hobby projects. I built my sister's army. Yeah. And then got my Dark Eldar just about finished. And yeah, I'm not sure what I'm going to do after those are done. So still trying to figure it out. Uh, KR Quinn, uh, Vindicators, yeah, with their stratagem, they're really good. Yeah. Uh, that's the way to use them. Hey, take three, go all in. For sure. All right, guys. Well, thank you very much for tuning in. We appreciate it. We hope you guys have a wonderful weekend, and we will see you on Monday. Don't forget to tune in tonight as well for an 1,000-point game. Uh, the Battle of Conor. Battle of Conor. Which is going to be Frankie yeah. with his sisters against the Salty Banana with my Night Lords. <laughs> salty Banana. It, competitively, it might not be the best game, but it should be a lot of fun. <laughs> Let's see. We're going to be playing 1,000 points fun. on a 4x4 table, which is yep. a lot of fun. Cool. Thanks, guys. Have a good one.